The following production is part of the Play Some Video Games Podcast Network. This week's episode of PSVG Prime is brought to you by the awesome Patreon supporters over at patreon.com slash PSVG. Big, big thank yous to Kotalk, Edwin Callow, Barry Cathcart, Josh Barboni, Chris M., Devin Tyus, Paul Calico, Kyle Heyman, Benny Lou, and Joel Voss, a.k.a. Professor Switch. So thank you to those Patreon supporters, but thank you to all of you. Each month, as Patreon supporters, you do get some benefits, believe it or not. Besides getting to hear my voice and Lucas's voice, and oh, I almost said the benefit of listening to Donnie's voice, but that that can't be true. Um, so we'll, we'll move aside from that. But you do get PSVG DLC, our raunchy adult-rated uh, podcast where you get to know a little bit about the, the darker side of PSVG, I guess you could say. Um, you also get the newly reformatted Arcadia Academia, which the most recent episode was done especially for Paul Calico, where I covered Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the arcade game. And also the most recent Kevin Hates Everything is out as well, where it's hard to believe how one man could hate this, but Kevin Hates Toys. And I'll tell you all about it if you're a Patreon supporter. Over at patreon.com slash PSVG. You not only get all that great stuff, but you also get entered into our monthly giveaways, which include in our little prize box this month a $20 Apex Legends credit. NBA 2K Playgrounds 2 on Nintendo Switch or $20 to the eShop of your choosing. And then Lucas and I added a little something to that box. And it's a snazzy little black PSVG polo shirt that uh, all the staff has, including Jason Lacey now. After much disgruntlement. But he's got it now, so that's all that matters. But to get in on all that action and to help support us, head over to patreon.com slash PSVG. But now, on to this week's episode. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of PSVG Prime, the flagship show of the PSVG Podcast Network and the only gaming podcast that's not dependent on illegal substances at all to do our jobs. It is I, your host, Kevin, with me this week, of course, is my lovely, lovely co-host, Mr. Lucas Rose. Uh, good evening. Uh, what? I don't know what you're referring to there. I don't understand. We're not dependent on chemicals or substances. We're not. That's the truth. Yeah, yeah, for sure. For sure. I mean, well... G Fuel notwithstanding, now that you, you know, are off the sauce, as it were. Congratulations. Yep. Thank you. Thank you. I'm drinking herbal tea right now. Water. Right there with you, brother. Yep. Health kick. See? Health kick. Health kick. Thanks to yep. Grouchy Surge. Shout out to Grouchy Surge. Mm-hmm. Lucas and I try things because we we, we are peer pressured into Dude, things. We are. I mean, he's so smart. He was like, oh, you guys want to lose weight? Well, you should just do what I do. And try not eating. Yeah, I know. I never thought of that. Like, didn't cross my mind once. I, when he said that, I was like, what? And then my brain exploded. Yeah, it's it's true. It's it's nuts. It's nuts. I haven't uh, eaten for a week. Like, Speaking straight. of which, um, guys, if you could just donate to Patreon so that I could eat. I mean, I, I let my family eat because they're important to me, but just a Snickers would be great. I noticed the dog is still there, so that's good. It's a good time. <laughs> two legs. We're down to two legs now. <laughs> <laughs> so sad. So sad. Um, so besides not eating, besides being hungry, how are you, Lucas? 
<laughs> uh, I'm doing okay. I'm doing okay. You know, getting used to that uh, single parent life. No, my wife's not, you know, passed on. She went to work. She went back to work, as all teachers do. So she's dead to you is time. what you're saying. Yes, I never see her, you know. So other than that, you know, just uh, trying. It's tough to get the gaming in right now, man. Uh-huh. My kids uh-huh. doesn't start school yet. So until that happens, it's like this weird month of where my wife goes back to work and I have both kids and they require all the attention at all times. So I actually was going to sit down and play a game today, as a matter of fact. And then uh, the baby woke up and I'm like, well, never mind. I don't even know why I tried. So. You're like, oh, crap, I have two kids, not one. Darn it. Pretty much, pretty much. So uh, uh, it is what it is. How are you doing? I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. I'm tired. Had a busy day as we talked before we before we hit the record. So yes, you uh, were you were industrious. Today. I, I am. I am. It's because I'm a procrastinator. I knew I have to do all these things throughout the week, and I just choose to wait till the one day, and then and then suffer. I mean, as long as you don't tell anyone, people just think you are normal and spread it out across a week's worth. Doing a week's worth of work in in one day, you know, is impressive. But to some people, that would give them a lot of uh, pause for concern. They'd be or, like, I don't know how might, you handle that. Right. Or they think, well, if he could do it all in one day, why can't he do it every day? <laughs> and then that is a terrible mess. <laughs> that's true. That's true. So what I'm saying is don't tell anyone that you do it all in one day. Okay. It's a good thing. Absolutely nobody listens to this then. Yes. Yes. For, just between me and you. That's good. That's good. So I, we do talk about games typically, and that's the kind of the whole premise of this. So let's talk a little about what we've been playing. Um, so the little time... Uh, we both have had to play, actually. Today was like the first day I got a good chunk of time in this afternoon. Nice. Um, I'm playing all the same stuff. Uh, Dead Rising 4, I've made like tons of progress in that game today. I actually just streamed a whole bunch of it uh, online. Um, still absolutely loving it. There's just something so satisfying of just mowing down hordes and hordes of zombies. Like, I went on a thousand combo killing spree earlier today. Dang! Yeah. Zombie lives matter too, bro. It, Come on. It, they do, and I need to end them all. That's why it matters. <laughs> um, but it's it's really cool. So like this game, I feel like nobody talked about this game when it was out. Like it came out, people played it, I guess, but like nobody ever talked about it. the The game runs phenomenal, which is insane. Like you think of that many things on screen at once, explosions, you know, stuff flying, and it doesn't slow down, it doesn't lag, it does absolutely nothing. Um, it, it's great. It's hilarious. It's fun to play, and it's just a satisfying uh, loop. It's, it's a big loop. Like, okay, you run to point A, you clear out point A, then you go to the next point, you clear out everything there. So it's very repetitive, but it doesn't bother me because it's just satisfying going through the motion. So well, Ubisoft uh, I, has never had a problem with repetitive gameplay. So, well, this is Capcom though. I know, but I'm just saying, oh, okay. if it works for them, then why not? Why not Dead Rising Four? You Fair said enough. it's a little bit d- different than some of the other Dead Risings. So, I mean, in yeah. that aspect, I. Like the time management isn't a thing anymore. No, right? no, I can I can spend as much time doing whatever I want. Uh, th- I mean, there's certain missions or objectives like as you're traveling throughout the town or whatever, like you'll find survivors that are fending off zombies, and that you have like a time limit to help them, otherwise oh. they die. Um, but everything else, like your typical just gameplay mission, like hey, head over to here and clear out this place. You can do it however you want, or you That's can just cool. you know explore and do, don't even go to it for like hours and it doesn't matter. So. It is very hard. I remember playing the original, and it is, it's very, like, once something happens that you miss, I'm just like, I don't even want to play anymore. Because I'm yep. the type of person who has to perfect everything and unlock everything. It's really hard for me to not do that, so it always uh, turns me off. Gotta ask you, so you said there's improvised weapons, and they're all crazy, right? Yeah, yeah. What's, the, what's your favorite that you've come across? Even if you can't use it a lot because it's hard to get or something, but... 
So there was one I got today that you combine a dinosaur helmet mask. I love it already. (laughs) Like a T-Rex head. Yes. And uh, chemicals. And you basically put it on your head, and it, it's like those uh, beer hats that have like, yeah. things inside. The so you have the dinosaur head over your head, and these two okay. giant vats of like green smoking goo, and you just turn and you spit it at at things. It's like acid. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. So it's like stuff like that. There's uh, you take a sledgehammer and attach grenades to it, so every time you hit things with hammers, it explodes. Yeah, I remember you um, saying that. Yeah, I mean, there's just tons of, of stuff that you can get, like a mech suit almost, and not like a giant mech, just like a. Almost like an Iron Man suit type thing, but it's okay. a very limited time. And you could power those up with different elements. So I took one of those and I combined it with a slushy machine. <laughs> and okay. I could shoot icicles of slushy at zombies and freeze them. Or <gasps> I could punch stuff. them. Yeah, or I could punch them and they would just freeze. And then like the ultimate, like if you do like 20 combo in a row, I think you can do like an ultimate move. And he just like pounds the ground and like snow and frost just goes everywhere. It's it's nuts. It's absolutely that's, insane. It's that, it's amazing. like um, uh, Saints Row almost to an extent. Like it took the zombie genre but started making it ridiculous. Like Saints Row does with like the dubstep gun and stuff like yeah. that. It's it's like that but with zombies. So well, I, I like it. Now Kevin, I would be remiss if I didn't uh, ask you this question. How come this game can have a mech suit in it and you like it, but Apex Legends has one or is it Apex or Fortnite? Fortnite. God, I get them all confused. Has one and you suddenly you hate it. Like, come because on, man. The mech suit in Fortnite is What's like two stories tall. It's bigger <laughs> than the houses, and the one in Dead Rising you just wear, and you're not competing against somebody else in an unfair manage. There you go. Yeah. There you go. I had. I mean, you know, the the audience is gonna ask. It's all about perspective, really. It's all about perspective. Um. Go. Other than that, um, speaking of Apex, um, uh, been playing that. There's a new event. They finally went live with the solo mode. Um, where yeah. you can play individuals amongst the 60 or 66 other folks. Um, that's a game changer for this game. So like you think of Apex and you're, you're bred and raised in the game to learn how to play with a team of three and utilizing each other's special abilities and, and power-ups and stuff like that in a good manner to work as a team. Now you're just dropped in by yourself. And, I mean, some characters are pretty much, like, useless. Like, their abilities do not help unless you have teammates. So it almost makes for an unfair advantage if you like a certain person. Um, I can see that, yeah. But it it's tough as nails. I will say it's definitely a different environment because you can't run in guns blazing amongst a horde of people because like, you don't have people to back you up or resurrect you if you drop. Like, you're just on your own. You're dead, you're dead. Um, I've done okay. Um, the I have not won solo, but I got second place twice. So the so I was like screaming oh. like at the end like ah so close to getting it. Um, but it is a lot of fun. They've made some changes to the map. Uh, finally added some new areas and such. Um, and they have the Iron Crown event uh, where you can earn uh, currency by competing uh, in challenges and missions throughout the next week or so um, to unlock special cosmetics and stuff like that. Like nothing that actually affects the game, just makes things visually different. Um, so yeah, pretty fun. The one thing I will say is the last update has made matchmaking hard. So you could still play the team mode, the regular standard mode. I haven't been able to get into a regular game in the last two days. It Whoa. just it just says there's 350 people like in queue and nothing ever happens. But if I back out and go into solo, it you see it like 50 people in queue and then it hits 60 and the game starts. So I don't know Weird. what's going on, but and I haven't tried it since I got home from work today. But even as of this morning, uh, while we we're recording, I could not do it. So that, that made me a little angry. Um. Wolfenstein Youngblood. Haven't been able to sync up with Donnie um, to play again, but I did uh, find out. I don't know if it's because of the patches they've done to the game or it's the fact I dropped the difficulty down from like normal to easy, but there's still even like a, an easier mode than that. 
um, the game is so much more satisfying now. Like enemies do not take a full clip before dying. Like it just makes the game run and feel like a lot better. I'm able to do my power ups. I'm able to level up my character, you know, improve my guns, stuff like that. The gameplay is just much more enjoyable this way. Um, and I did that solo. So I, I told Donnie and we're going to try and stream it again once we can sync up our schedules and do it. Um, he's not super excited to get back into it. I think he just left a bad taste in his mouth right from the start. Mm-hmm. So I may end up finishing it solo. We'll see what happens. But it's definitely much, much better and not like impossible to play anymore, which is good. Interesting. Um, and then the last thing I'll hold off on because you also have played it. But uh, I don't know if you know, Lucas, uh, I actually beat this game. <laughs> did you really? Wow. I beat it today on my lunch break. Um, I knew it was nearing the end, but I kept saying that, I think, for like the last couple of weeks. Like, oh, I think I'm near the end. And the game just kept going. Going. And it was like more and more levels. When I thought it would end, it's like, nope, there's still more. Um, so I did beat it today, but I will I will hand things off to you in the meantime. Okay. Okay. Well, uh, I only have two other things then, one of which is ridiculous. Okay. So I did the Xbox Game Pass on PC. Oh, whatever, sure. PC Game Pass, I guess. Game Pass. Also, um, yeah. Yeah, and so I did it because it was like a dollar to sign up, and then I sort of forgot. But I kind of want to keep it around. I'm not really sure why, because I just said I don't have any time to play any games. <laughs> However, one good thing has um, come across from this, and that's that there are games on there that my son and I can play together. Oh, sure. Um, and so uh, we actually use the Steam link, but then I am able to start other games besides Steam games uh, up upstairs oh, okay. in the, the living room. So that's really helpful. One, because it seems like it works better than actually coming down to my PC where it's hooked up to my TV. And two, just because I don't feel like being in the basement all the time. But um, so he's getting a little tired of some of the like Lego games that we've played. And I talked about that uh, Square Heroes or whatever. Yep. And, uh, you know, he li- he likes tractors he likes big trucks he likes semis and and all the the typical kid stuff around his age would you say he likes big trucks and he cannot lie uh, i don't think he's capable of lying so yes i would say that (laughs) um so i don't know if you're familiar with a game called spin tires i'm pretty sure it's on steam no okay so if anybody is, this is basically the exact same game. It's called Mud Runner, and it is on this Game Pass thing. Basically, what you do is you control Soviet Russia era vehicles in uh, a Russian environment, basically a wooded. Uh, there are some islands too, but generally speaking, they're all like just wooded areas. And uh, the whole point is that you have to make deliveries from. Uh, one place to another so so far it's been trees i think th- i think they're pretty much all the same but you have to deliver logs to okay. logging camps and there's different um obstacles in doing this like the routes will change because you can go through a route without logs but to come back you can't go that same way because they don't allow anybody with logs through i don't know why but that's it's like a gate that they close off um, kind of like in real life, you know, there's roads that semis aren't supposed to go down. Right, so that's sure. basically what it is. Um, and so he loves this game where you get in these trucks and you haul stuff around and it's really just a, sorry, my dog is just like crunching. I don't know if you can hear that, but he was just like <laughs> crunching things on the ground. He's eating your floor. I think it's popcorn kernels. Oh. <laughs> Good Lord. Well, when now, you, don't have... you, you said this was Soviet Russia. I think so, yeah. In Soviet Russia, don't the cars drive you? 
you know, they do. They okay. do. But, uh, well, that's a lot easier because they all have the same car. I can't remember what it's called, but literally they're only allowed to drive the same car. <laughs> Look it up. I can't remember what it's called. But Like one 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 single car or the same? <laughs> yes, everyone has to fit in one car. I mean, communist, everything do. belongs to everybody, right? So, I mean, it's, that's it's, true. And socialist, yeah. That's true. I like that. Um, so, yeah, you take these big, these not always big rigs. Think of like military flatbed trucks mm-hmm. and um, stuff like that. And you get them stuck in the mud. There's a whole physics engine for the tires, the suspension, the mud, friction. It's actually pretty impressive. I'm surprised more racing games, especially off-road racing games, don't have these physics models with water and um, and mud. And you can actually see the more you drive through an area, the worse it gets because there's so many tire tracks. It's right. easy to get stuck inside of like a two track lane that you've already gone through. And then your tires are just spinning because there's nothing to grip onto. Hmm. Um, the way that you get out of this is with a winch and you can, uh, attach that to trees and pull yourself up, or you can quick hop out of vehicles you've already unlocked bring them along uh, the same route and then hook them up and pull things out like a tow truck or something. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, same thing with repairing it or um, getting gasoline to them. So, I mean, all these things that make a four-year-old, almost four-year-old kid very excited to see giant construction vehicles basically doing, doing, you know, getting muddy and dirty and I don't know. He really likes it. So the only problem is it's a little bit difficult for him to drive. You know, this one based on all the mechanics you're saying, I could see that. Yeah, he he gets frustrated because he gets stuck a lot and stuff. So he's he was happy enough to watch me play it. So really, I did end up playing a lot of it and there's no multiplayer. So, Um, yeah, it was surprisingly fun, though. It was Hmm. surprisingly fun. I don't know why. It's kind of like a Zen like experience. Um, The other game that I played is Hotline Miami. Now with your, with your son, right? Yes, yes, with okay. my son. Yes, exactly. I had to explain to him what a killing streak is and mm-hmm. uh, and mask mask yeah, murder. He wore the mask, yeah. He's yeah, he did. Well, I'm, no, he's more of a horse guy. The okay. Like, um, <laughs> I think those are called centaurs, horse guys. Horse guys. <laughs> <laughs> um. So Hotline Miami. The reason why I bring this up is because on Twitter one day I was feeling I was feeling silly. And I put a challenge out there and tagged. Did I tag you? I think I tagged you. I, I don't remember this. I don't remember who. To, yeah, you do, because you were involved in it. Uh, three games to beat before the end of the. Oh year. yes, yes, yes. Okay, yes. So I don't. You were tagged in it at some point, yeah. but I didn't do that thing where I was like, tag 800 people on your list. I was like, Callow. Yeah, Callow. Gosh. <laughs> um, so. I did this thing where I listed three games and I challenged other people to list three games and well, I'll send out an update uh, eventually, but Hotline Miami, Chrono Trigger and uh, The Witcher 3 were all on my list. So Hotline Miami I've played before, but I just, there's something because it's so level based, it's really easy to just drop it and come back to it. But then it's very skill. It's easy to pick up a hard to master to a certain degree. So yeah. when you put it down and then come back to it, you have to refamiliarize yourself with the controls. Sure. And uh, I am playing with a controller on this one. And I think I like it better, actually. Hmm. Because the twin stick shooter feel of using a controller 
works better for me than the top-down shooter of the mouse because Absolutely. it's really easy to swing around with the the um, joystick because you're just – or the analog stick because you're just you know quickly moving it around. With mm-hmm. the mouse, you have to kind of swing it from from screen to screen, like sides of the screen. Yeah. Easy to lose your reticle. You know, mm-hmm. it. I was very surprised by this, but yes, I will say the controller works better. And, uh, you know, I've made some progress. I don't know how far along I am, but I'm farther than I've ever gotten before. Nice. So I foresee beating this eventually. Um, and I just love, I love the music. I love the aesthetic. Mm-hmm. I love everything about it. I love the murder, really into murder, like weirdly into murder. Murder culture. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> Murder culture. Sounds like a weird like band that does synth music, but it's like Murder Culture Club. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, maybe that's what it is. Oh uh, boy. Um so yeah, I don't know what it is about this game. But I have the second one too, so that's kind of also where that comes from is yeah. I like this game, I've liked the aesthetic, I and I want to play the second one, but I feel like I can't until I play the first one because even though it's so uh level based and everything it actually has a story somewhat a story so i want to know what's going on so yeah um playing a bit of that and having a good old time and then the other the last game and i haven't played it as much as i want to but i did pick it up and play it handheld of all things Mm -hmm. while uh we watched a movie that i already saw because usually i don't do that but um i was like you know what i've seen this darn movie three times i don't need to see it again uh i picked it up and played some marvel ultimate alliance three Nice. And um, it, it is slowly growing on me. It's funny to watch like Jason talk about it because he's seems to have some of the same gripes that I had yep. as I played it. And I will say that, you know, it's it's like a good seven for me right now. Yes. Yeah. Um, it's nothing amazing. You do have to look at where it came from and everything. But uh, I the more characters I unlock and the farther I get, the more. I think what it is is just the more abilities you unlock is yes. what really seems to make it kind of come together. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm not regretting the fact that I bought it. I just wish I could play it more and play more of it multiplayer. Because once you play multiplayer, you really start to appreciate the abilities of the other people. Because yes. the AI, I have so many, I've saved videos where I'm just like, and the AI, the AI is just standing here doing nothing. Yep. Yeah, that's oh. that's my biggest gripe too. It's like I'm I'm in the same boat. I'm like a seven and a half, a little bit higher than you on it. Um, but yeah, it's like I beat I beat the story. I've played most of it actually uh, handheld. Um, oh. just just because I play at work, so it, it just makes it easier. I don't have like a a dock or anything I can use at work because people would just stare at me if I did. I suppose I could technically, but I'd get looks. Um, <laughs> like what are you doing? I'm like I'm on break. You know whatever. Leave me alone. Leave me alone. Close the door. Don't look at me. Um. <laughs> But it's uh, I I have fun with it. Like yeah, and listening to Jason uh, on Fluxwells actually today, I, I heard him and he was like pretty down on it. But I think it's it's the game does not do itself any favors as far as teaching you the nuances of it. Um, the same problem you had about like always triggering the combo abilities instead of just your solo abilities. Like I've run into that numerous times too. And then if you have a team, like this took me a while too, where I had like um Doctor Strange, who I actually I like using him a lot. I noticed, like, I leveled up, like, almost his powers all the way, all four abilities, and, like, two of them would never be selectable for me, and I had no idea why, but it's because my team didn't have a combo with them. I was pressing the wrong button, and because mm-hmm. there was no option for the combo, I never did the ability, so I was getting super frustrated until I realized I it. I was like, that as well. oh, 
I'm like, all right, now I get it. Like now this makes sense. So yeah, as you get more characters and and you kind of discover their abilities, it's it's fun. Um, you know, speaking of um, Doctor Strange, when we played together, I chose someone I never played as before. I was just trying to get somebody who was different and yeah. also went with the team. So I picked Scarlet Witch, mm-hmm. and I actually really enjoyed her moveset. She's good. Surprisingly. Yeah, she, she's similar to Doctor Strange. So once you get to that point where Doctor Strange comes out, they're both pretty similar in how they they play. Their abilities are different, but they're both like same gameplay style. Cool, cool. Yeah, I'll probably yeah. like him then too. Yep, yep. It's a lot of fun. So I beat it. it. Like I said, the story went on a lot longer than I thought it was going to. I kept thinking it was ending, and then like, and one more thing, and one more thing. Was so, that a good thing or a bad? Th- were you like, oh, I just want this to be over, or oh, cool, there's more game to play? I will. The the final one, I was like, oh, cool. All right, this is going in a direction I didn't think it was going in. But and this really isn't any spoilers because this has been publicized a lot. And I think I even brought it up that final battle that you have to fight like every boss. Like mm-hmm. you fight the whole Black Order, like one after one after one and one after one. Oh man! And then Thanos, like right after that. Yeah, it's yes, that part <laughs> kind of sucked. I was kind of like, I would love to have some gameplay in between boss battle. Like it was yeah. just boss battle, you walk to the next boss battle. Like there's nothing in between. I kind of wanted to to break that up a little bit. I could see um, that. That that was kind of my only gripe, but I don't. I'm I'm happy with the way it ended. Um, I probably will still buy the DLC because I want more story and the different story packs and the different heroes that are coming. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I'll keep playing it. It's, it's good enough for me, basically. But I think once you learn the system mechanics and how upgrades work and what to do and what not to do, I think you can get a lot more enjoyment out of it. I think under the pressure that Jason is with limited game time and juggling that in Fire Emblem, I'm not sure he's going to get that satisfaction or get to that point. Yeah. Um, it's tough to do. I don't blame him, though. I would focus on no. Fire Emblem too, so yep. I really don't. I, I I agree with you there. So, but yeah, that's it. Nice, nice. Well, that's it for me for uh, all of my games, really. Cool. So one question for you though. So you said you you accidentally left the Game Pass thing on and you paid for it again. Yeah. Now it's only ten bucks a month. With that in mind, would you consider stopping Humble Bundle monthly and switching to this because there's more games at your fingertips and they add more every month. You know, if I I think the only way I would stop Humble Bundle is if I got a string of games that I wasn't interested in because they do tell you some of the early unlocks. Yep. And there was one I almost skipped because I already had two games. So like if that keeps happening and I don't get some things that I'm interested in, I could very well see like that happens two or three times in a row. Probably just start picking and choosing months mm-hmm. by that point because yeah, I mean that's twenty two bucks yeah. for gaming. A month and i'm you know i'm not gonna play every game on xbox game pass either right so there's that too but i'm also yeah. not playing every humble bundle game the yeah, only exactly. the only difference is i actually own them so i can come back and play them if i want to but uh let's be honest the likelihood of that i have to pick and choose these days as to what i decide to uh focus on so nope agreed agreed all right, well that wraps up what we're playing. So enough enough of us talking. We're gonna we're gonna listen to what you guys have to say. Some of you are kind enough to send in some questions. So it's time to check out the messages. Message for you, sir. First one comes from Bossman Don, which lit a spirited conversation over in the Discord there. Uh, he stole it from Mr. Sean Capri, but he says, with so many games near release, what are what are a highlight? I guess you're saying pick a highlight release that you're <laughs> skipping out on in 2019 and why. So is there Ooh. anything big coming out in 2019 that you acknowledge is big, Lucas, but you're like, nah, I'm going to wait. 
you want to talk about what's big. Uh, let's talk about, you know, they brought up a good point. Borderlands 3. Like, I don't know. I'm kind of on the fence with this one. Like, mm-hmm. not to just pick the easy stuff, but yeah, like I don't know. I think about my experience with Borderlands 2, and I, I talked about it in Discord. I feel like I started that game like 10 times. Yes. And that doesn't sound like a lot, but when you're starting a new character over and over and over and you see that same frozen wasteland over and over, it starts to get a little bit just blah. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. And uh, I've never done well with multiplayer games anyway, especially when they don't feel – I feel like Borderlands is best played with at least one other person. Yes. Playing it by yourself is kind of meh. You so, hit a part where it's just too hard. Yeah. And, and yeah. boring. By and especially if you choose to be a sniper because then you pretty much kind of oh, God. Yeah, you're screw screwed. yourself. Um, other than that, like I can't really think – you know, Damon X Machina, mm-hmm. or, that looks interesting to me, and I feel like I'm not going to pay attention to it at all because I'm not. And it's either going to be really great and I'm going to miss out, or it's going to be awful and then I'll be laughing all the way to the bank. But uh, there's something about that game. I played the demo. I don't know why people are so upset about it, but I also don't feel the pull to play it, I guess. Right. So if it's good, I'll just be like, oh, man, yeah. Well, I don't think I have time to play that one anyways because I still got to do Fire Emblem. Mm-hmm. I ha- uh, Astral Chain is coming out, so that's kind of taking that that spot. And, uh, and then Zelda Link's Awakening. So I don't really see – and the funny thing is is I probably won't buy any of these games. I'll probably get them from the library. <laughs> <Right>. So <laughs> like even that said, I still will skip out on some of them. So uh, definitely not really looking at anything to get right off the bat. The, the, my ne- Let me put it this way. My next two games that I definitely have pre-ordered are um, Doom Eternal mm-hmm. and Je- Star Wars Fallen Jedi. Okay. Or whatever. I think that's what it's called. Uh, Jedi Fallen Order. Jedi, yeah. There. I knew it was all that. Something like that. So those are the two games that I like for sure I'm going to play. Everything mm-hmm. else is questionable. Yeah, I'm I'm in a similar boat with you now. So I have Game Pass um, on Xbox, so I will have the benefit of getting the Xbox exclusives. So mm-hmm. like Blair Witch, I'm getting Gears Five, I'm getting um, the Outer Worlds, all that stuff. I'm being able to get through Game Pass. So that I have more than enough to play. Um, so with that being said, I likely will also wait on Borderlands Three for the same reasons as you you outlined too. Like I've started them numerous times and never actually gone forward and, and done anything with it. Um, Damon X Machina doesn't do anything for me as it is. Um, what are some of the other big ones? Uh, Pokemon. Nope. I'm all set. Yeah. I don't have any pull for that either. Nope. Uh, I, Death Stranding is, is one that hurts me a little bit to be like, I really want to play that, but I don't know if it's going to be a day one purchase because there's just so much coming out. So I may wait and get that later. Although mm-hmm. PlayStation exclusives don't generally drop in price right away. So yeah, I'm not sure. What about Code Vein? I keep hearing about Code Vein. I don't really know what it is. Is that a big one? Are people looking forward to that? That's like a that's a um, Souls like, right? A Dark Souls. Yeah, it's a Bandai Namco um, Souls like thing. So for me, absolutely not. Um, it's being called a, a anime Dark Souls, basically. Oh. Yeah. Oh. So even well, less interesting. Either, yeah, that could be either good or bad, depending. Um, 
I still have well, yeah, I still have the other Dark Souls likes games to play, like the Samurai one and yep. um, what's the other one? There's another one that came out that I can't remember what it is. From it's from From Software, not the Samurai one, but they made so another that's one. Sekiro. That, um, yeah, da- Shadows Die Twice. Yeah. Yes, so yeah. What's the other one? That's the Samurai one. I don't Neo, know. Neo, Neo. That's what I'm thinking of. Oh, not, that not one. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Too many like. <laughs> Japanese samurai people in games these days. What's going yes, on? That are all hardened in the same spirit. Yeah. Overrepresentation. Come on. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so yeah, I don't know. Like I will be playing like Luigi's Mansion 3. I definitely want that. Link's Awakening, I'm still kind of torn on. Like I definitely want to play it, but I also know how short it is, so I really don't want to pay sixty dollars for that. Like that's, yeah, that's, that's crazy. my biggest gripe with that. Is like that doesn't seem like, oh yeah, we give you a, a dungeon builder. That's not enough to make it sixty dollars for me. Um, so I might wait on that one too and not not jump right away. But Luigi's Mansion I definitely want, and I'll be playing all the Xbox stuff. Um, Star Wars Fallen Order, I'll be playing that as well. So yeah, all right. So we're we're on the the same train as Donnie and skipping Borderlands. So um, next question comes in from Mr. Sean Capri. How can you possibly speak critically about a game without critically upsetting someone beyond forgiveness? It seems increasingly more difficult to speak negatively about something without triggering an outrageous response. Mm. And that act, that question triggered. It did. It triggered somebody. (laughs) (laughs) They were like, I am triggered by this question. Yep. It's, it's tough. I will say, cause uh, coming from me who hates everything, people often get uh, irritated with me whenever I, I try and give an opinion. Um, because I think this is where, where it comes funny. So like the Kevin hates everything like that, that's a parody like that. That's me over exaggerating stuff. Clearly like that's the whole point of it. <laughs> yeah. But like in discord, if somebody asks me about a game and I'm like, no, I'm not really into it. And I say why everyone takes it as me just like crapping on a game or it's like, no, I'm just merely stating why it's not for me. You can enjoy it. Like Damon X Machina. There's some people in our community that absolutely hype for it. And there's others that are like, meh. Yeah. I'm like, meh. I tried the demo. It's clearly 100% not a game for me. And when people ask why, I tell them why. And they're like, oh, well, you just hate everything. It's like, you know, <laughs> you know who likes slow, crappy mech games? Uh, that Archie <laughs> Tiger Shark Penny. Half of a penny. <laughs> love you. Uh, yes, we love you. Um, but yeah, it, it's hard. It's it's honestly hard. And when we do like actual game reviews at first, when we started doing them on PSVG, it, you almost felt obligated to say, nice things not necessarily give them a good score but in like your actual conversation or writing about it, you'd make sure to highlight things that were good which which yeah. any any critic whether professional or amateur should be doing that you should be highlighting the, the the pros and the cons not just like crap on a game the entire time because of everything that's wrong with it there has to be something i mean maybe there are some cases where nothing is good but if there is something good like call that out too and i think a lot of people forget to do it but i think in this this world we live in it's pretty much impossible to give your opinion about anything without yes. somebody getting irritated and blowing it out of proportion so uh you cannot sean capri that's my answer you just can't well and i think that it's <laughs> nice i think that i mean it, this is a little bit uh overstating it but i think that's a them problem and not a you problem sure if, if other people can't handle criticism of things that aren't even theirs then you're attaching it's not a video game, a movie is not you. It's not your personality. It's not a piece of you. You can like it, but if somebody criticizes something you like, it doesn't mean you have to come to its defense. I mean, you can if you want, but to get triggered over it is is a overreaction that I think has stemmed from the internet and, you know, not having to actually back your words up with anything other than swatting people, which is awful. Oh, God. Yeah. Um, and so... It's also the responsibility, though, that said, of the person who's talking about whatever they're talking about 
to not be a troll. Like if you're actually going to criticize something in a critical fashion and try to have an actual discussion about something, then it's important to do your research and not just make blanket statements uh-huh. or, or whatever and also know what you're talking about, which is hard. It's very hard to do. And I think a lot of people – ask themselves, well, why do I have to listen to what you have to say? What makes you better than me that you can voice your opinion on something? And that's the, you know, the done deal. And I think that's kind of where it starts. It's like, well, you don't know what you're talking about. Blah, 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 blah. Have you even played Dark Souls? I beat the game, you know, blah, blah, blah. And and so that's kind of where I come from. It's like, basically, the end point is the same. Like you said, you can't talk about it. But that's their problem, as far as I'm concerned. That's fair. You know, that's fair. I like the debate. Like, I honestly like the debate. I do, yeah, like, I do. Too. I don't, I don't want to fight with somebody, but I want to go back and forth and, and state opinions and I want to hear theirs. And there's oftentimes where people turn me around and things. And I'm like, yeah, you know what? I didn't think of that. And that type of spirited conversation I enjoy. But it's just when people shut down and just be like, oh, yeah, well, you're, you're stupid. Like, that's, that's the fight <laughs> back. Like, that's, that's when it irritates me. That's when it triggers me because I'm like, really, yeah. you can't, I, I want to engage in this. I'm not, I'm not trolling with my hate. I'm, I'm literally pointing out my opinion and what I dislike about this. And if you want to counteract that, that's fine. Let's do it. Like I'm, I'm open to that, you know, but people get butthurt about it. But I like Pokemon. So shut up. Yeah. Cubone's the best Pokemon. How do you catch them all? If they keep adding more, that's what I don't understand. Well, if you recall the new one, they don't let you catch them all. They they reduce the number of catchable ones by like hundreds. And that's why people are angry at it. Because of global extinction? Yes. We've oh we've, we've destroyed all the natural habitat for the Pokemon. Oh my gosh. You're catching them because they're going to go extinct. Yep. Dude, I never thought about it that way. That's the new game, Pokemon Survival. That's, that's what's coming out next year. Ooh, you know what that means then? The the next one after that is Pokemon Breeder, and I don't think I can be a part of that. <laughs> well, they, they do do that in the game, so it's kind of weird. Uh, Pokemon Extinction. All right, we're, we're getting off topic here. Um, Michael Bay, a movie. Oh, God. Oh, God. That'd be great. Still, that have, be... Uh, still have Ryan Reynolds voice Pikachu, though. And the want them to be aliens, though. That'd be the only problem. I think they should all be aliens. What? Yeah. And lots of explosions, but there's no explosions in Pokemon. But there needs to be. There's now. There's now. I make the money. Um, so the last question we got comes in from Kyle. He asks, are we ever going to get a new SSX tricky game? If so, when? If not, does anything even really matter anymore? <laughs> uh, so, so Lucas, first, have you played SSX tricky? Oh, I, know, I don't know if you played that. It's been, I think I played three and it's been since okay. the, uh, like since it first came out, since my high school days. Okay. Yeah. That was the um, piece too. Tricky, right? Tricky is three? Tricky was two. No, Tricky was two. two. What's three? Maybe it was two then. Three was is... just three. SSX Maybe it... three. I think it was Tricky then. Okay. The big Afro guy in the cover? I don't Orange remember, box. dude. This was like three lifetimes ago. Gosh. Oh, no. I'm older than you. That's um, true. Uh, Kyle, I wish. I really wish because I love the SSX games, uh, except for the reboot they did, what, like 10 years ago at this point, the soft reboot, and it was like garbage. They tried to go realistic with it. Um, I would love for them to do it, but I'm going to be realistic about it. I'm going to say, well, EA has kind of gone away from the arcade experience and almost every type of sports type of thing anyway. And if they were to do it, Kyle, I really don't want them to because they loot box the hell out of this game. Oh, God. New costumes, new boards, it would be all that kind of stuff in loot boxes, and and I really don't want it. So even if the developers were allowed to make it, like the same team, I'd be excited, but then you know 
uh, EA is gonna gonna bury it with with trying to make more money off of it. Um, there's a big controversy right now with Apex where it's like a cosmetic melee weapon could end up costing you something like seventy five dollars. It yeah. serves no purpose in the game other than a cosmetic, but it costs like up to seventy five dollars to try and get it. Where it's like that makes no sense. So uh, they would only do the same thing there. Um, so I could see them possibly doing it, Kyle, but I hope that they don't because I feel like they would just make it bad. Well, here's what I think you do. Well, first of all, there was Steep. I mean, come on. Do we really need any other snowboarding game? And second of all, you take SSX, um, Ready to Rumble, and what was the Blitz? Mm -hmm. The football one? You put them all together into one arcades classic, remaster them all, and then put it out on one disc. And, they're, and all three games are terrible <laughs> because none of them had enough time given to them. What do you think? Well, I, I like the idea, but there's one caveat. I don't Let's, know if you know. It's tricky. Tricky? It's, it's tricky. Tricky? Yeah, it's tricky to rock a rhyme to rock a rhyme on time. It's tricky. How is it, though? Tricky. All right, sorry folks, we we had to do it. <laughs> couldn't leave it. Couldn't leave it. The soundtrack. We had to run a we had to run a DMC. What can I, what can I say? We did. The game soundtrack was just so good. It's not gonna happen. That's the other thing. How many games license music anymore? Besides Grand Theft Auto. Madden. Still does. All the sports games. I think basically. all the sports games do. Yeah, but they don't do like, like I said, they don't do the arcade stuff anymore, which I always thought was the fun. It's like NBA Street. Uh, NFL Blitz, uh, NHL Hits, like all those ones were. I had a lot of fun with those games. All the EA big games were great, and then they just they just went away. Don't know why. Like yeah. they didn't make enough to have it play out and sell bad. Like it just they just stopped doing it. It's like oh, that is weird. Yeah. Hmm. It's we like a genre do. that died. Yeah, we should do a behind the scenes investigation. I think that's what we're gonna do. I like I it. Find out who, who killed arcade sporty games? Sports games. We yep. need a better title. That's clearly that's immediately clear to me. <laughs> we'll, we'll put that in the think tank. If anybody has ideas, tweet at us at PSVG. Let us know. Thank you for your questions, everybody. Um, so it's been a week, and with that, it's time for us to check out the news of the week. I'm Commander Shepard, and this is my favorite news outlet on the Citadel. <laughs> Uh, I guess I'll go first with a silly little one. I don't know if Nintendo Chat covered it or not because they just recorded last night. But I'm excited for this. And this is one of those instances of people being angry because I was happy about something. Like, well, this is stupid. <laughs> Bubble Bobble sequel is coming to Nintendo Switch with four-player co-op. What? Yep. The 33-year-old franchise Bubble Bobble Four Friends will launch in Europe on November 19th, followed by North American in the first three months of 2020, a.k.a. Q1 2020. I don't know why they worded it that way. Um, it is exclusive <laughs> to Nintendo Switch. Uh, it's basically – it looks to be the same type of game. Like, they're not really changing too much. It looks like there's, like, power-ups and stuff. Um, but it's basically at the core the same type of game. Four four characters, though, and you play through the Bubble Bobble levels as, uh, as much as you could. So it looks fun. I'm excited. Because I don't consider Bust a Move, even though it has the Bubble Bobble guys in it. That that was not enough for me. I wanted the original game. It's not canon. Nope. Um, you know, it's weird. It kind of reminds me of like when they redo tech, Tetris, and it has like this slick interface yeah. and look mm -hmm. to it. Um, Shiny. 
very shiny. Yeah, it's very shiny. I've never been a I've never been a bubble bobble man myself, but uh, this may change my mind. I might come around and try bobbling the bubbles, as they say. I mean, I'm sure it's going to be terrible. <laughs> like oh, we're just okay. not going to remember Who's it being good. It? That's that's probably true. Who's making it? Anybody um, notable? It or just like Taito. Okay, the, the they're the original, yeah. Yeah, the original. So I mean, it might it might be good. I'm I'm trying to stay cautiously optimistic. Um, just don't but, don't be Konami about it, and then right. it'll be okay. Right. I just want them to remix the original sound song. All it needs is the soundtrack, and I'm good. They need that OC remix with the the uh, the hillbilly version. <laughs> the hillbilly guy, yeah. Oh, nobody knows what we're talking about. Uh, All right. Well, that's yeah. exciting. You're you're excited for something. That's I'm there's excited a no- for them. There's something novel about Kevin being exciting, excited for something. To I'm me. excited. I'm excited about the stupid things because what was the other announcement? I didn't put it in here, but Cooking Mama is getting a new game, and I'm like, yeah, all right, Cooking Mama, let's go. I saw that, and, and there's like weird like blockchain uh, cryptocurrency stuff going on. I don't Did know if see, that's real. That... I don't know if that's real or Tom Servo just trolling. He linked it to a website. It's, Did he it, really? Oh, I didn't look. Yeah, it. Because oh. I, I was like, I don't understand any of this. Do I make money playing this game? How, how does this work? <laughs> So I, I, I guess we'll find out. Is Mama making that sweet Bitcoin? I don't know. Crypto Mama cooking adventures. Mama. I like that. Uh, I like it. So yeah, that's that's all I got on that one. I was just excited to see that. So what you got? Uh, speaking of Nintendo, um, so Nintendo is cracking down on popular YouTube music channels. Mm. Can you believe this? Yes. Now they are. <laughs> they, yeah, no, no surprise, really, I guess. But they are notoriously, uh, they, they are notorious for making it difficult to get any of their older um, IPs for anything, like whether it's the actual game, the music, you know, any of that stuff. I keep asking them to bring back Nintendo Power Magazine. They won't do it. Um, oh, I wish. <laughs> well, then they would just make games hard so that they can sell you the magazine to tell you how to get <laughs> the tips um tips and tricks uh so yeah basically there's been a couple different um channels that have been shut down because of copyright strikes and all that stuff because nintendo was like hey we're gonna just go after these guys and i understand okay i understand this is their property they hold the copyrights and everything but I know there's a lot of people who just go on YouTube and queue up a playlist of certain games yep. or even just popular Nintendo games or whatever and listen to that music. Mm-hmm. So I know – like Caro, I feel like she would right. be very upset about this. How how do you feel about it? I, I – once again, I get it, but it doesn't surprise me because Nintendo does this a lot. But yeah, it's like Caro has – and I think even Jason has it like in his browser where he can queue up the Animal Crossing music to play like in the background yeah. in the Chrome browser, like depending on the hour just like it does in, in the game. Um, in my mind, it's like you can put the copyright strikes on it if like they're gonna monetize the video, where you get the money yeah. if that happens. But if people just want to post it, if they're not doing anything to hurt the brand, I don't understand what the point is. Like, yes, I understand stop other people from making money for it. I'm a okay with that. But if they're <laughs> literally just posting the soundtrack that's not available for purchase anywhere, then what difference does that make? I don't even know if that counts as distribution because. You can't download it from YouTube. Yeah, you can. Yeah, you can. Well, I mean, there, there's ways, <laughs> but who would, who bothers to do that anyway when you can just go to a, a link and it, it starts playing? Uh, speaking of link, I know there were some people who in the comments who were saying that 
uh, a lot of the Zelda soundtracks are notoriously hard to to mm-hmm. get a hold of, especially if they were part of uh, special packs or, uh, you know, special releases of the game. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, like you said, I get it, but it's kind of a, it's kind of a jerk move. Yeah. Yep. For sure. For sure. Oh, I to clarify, too, they don't make it clear whether or not these were um, making money. I don't I don't think they were. Since they don't say one way or the other, I'm guessing right. they weren't making money off of it. So, uh, yeah, that's kind of unclear in this situation. But, yeah, mm-hmm. I think we're on the same page. More as it develops. Exactly. Film at 11. Um, THQ had some news this week. They announced some games. And the big one that got a lot of attention was actually Time Splitters. That a new Time Splitters game is being hinted yeah. that it's in development. And the series co-creator Steve Ellis has joined THQ Nordic to help plot out the future of the franchise. Uh, THQ Nordic got the rights to Time Splitters back in 2018 uh, from Crytek, which everyone right away was like, oh my god, they're working on a new game. So it's good that they're hinting at it and that the series co-creator is actually with that team. So that, that makes me optimistic because I really enjoyed Time Splitters. Um, <laughs> but that was the one that got all the headlines, but that wasn't the only thing THQ talked about. Uh, they said they're deep in development on a new Saints Row game uh, this past oh, Wednesday. The snap. game is untitled, does not have an announced release date, but the company calls it a full entry in the Saints Row series, so it's not like the Gat Out of Hell that followed after Saints Row 4, um, which I wasn't a huge fan of Saints Row 4. I felt it went too far. That was one where it was like you were in the Matrix. Yep, yep it, it I took agree. It too far. Saints Row 3 I absolutely loved, so that one was like my favorite in the, in the series. Um, and Gat Out of Hell was okay, um, but that's the one where you literally go to hell and you fight demons and stuff. So it was, believe it or not, slightly more grounded than Saints Row 4, but it still <laughs> wasn't as good. Um, but then they did Agents of Mayhem, which a lot of people overlooked that one, where it was basically Saints Row, but they didn't make them gangsters. It was more like G.I. Joe. Um, that one was really, really good, but a lot of people slept on that one. Um, but yeah, so New Saints Row is on its way. Um, the team who makes Homefront the Revolution, Dan Buster Studios, they are now in charge of Dead Island 2, which is pretty cool to see that they're still working with that franchise Gosh. because that's been dormant for a while. Yeah, that's been in that's been in the works for a long time. I remember yep. seeing the the run, the video of the guy running and suddenly the zombies are coming up or whatever. Yeah, and it was uh, like white blazer or 80s yeah. white shorts or something. I don't remember. Was that the one Jack Black was doing the voice for it in the in the trailer? I think. Oh, I don't remember. I haven't I'll seen to look it. it up. It's, it's been, been like years, three though. years. Yeah, yep. exactly. Yep. I'm pretty sure Jack Black was doing the voice at that time. I mean, who knows what's happening now? But. Now, my only concern is, didn't Homefront the Revolution, wasn't that horrible? I don't think it was. I just don't think it sold well. There was, there was one game, and I, I want to say it was Homefront the Rev- Revolution, that was plagued with bugs and just terrible gameplay. Oh, yeah. Like 48%. Yep. Yep. So, but on PC, on a home front is rated higher than the revolution. So yeah, I guess we'll see. Um, I'm just happy they're doing something with it. Cause I really like the first dead Island, that dead Island riptide. Yeah. That one was not good. That was actually, for some reason, the graphics looked worse and it ran really bad. Um, so I was really let down by that one. Um, so hopefully they go back to it, but yeah, they have some other developers working on new, new IPs completely. Um, and obviously THQ Nordic has acquired a racing game developer, um, the studio that's behind the ride, MotoGP, the MGXP series. Um, so there's some new stuff coming from THQ Nordic as they continue to just uh, absorb other people. But it looks like they're doing some cool things with some, uh, I guess I could say iconic franchises. They may be not the greatest, but they're ones that people know um, that they're still working on them. So I'm excited. Yeah. I, weren't they 
about to go under or something? Or didn't they let go of a bunch of studios or something? I feel like THQ – or no, THQ in general, like Nordic was the only one left yeah. standing, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's what I'm thinking. Yep. Yep. What else you got? Uh, let's see here. Okay, so I thought this was pretty interesting, and I actually kind of want your opinion on this because – the uh, writer of the Metro, the author of the Metro books, okay, released a tweet and that basically said he's working on the next Metro game, and uh, along with that, released a, an image of Metro Exodus with "to be continued" written in the bottom. Hmm. Now, I've heard a lot of people talk about. Well, I've I've heard some people talk about Exodus, and. They said that it wasn't really as good as they thought it was going to be. Nope. Some people, it's like they either really liked it or they really didn't like it at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, so knowing th- one, that's surprising that they're even making another one because usually three games, I, th- I feel like three games is enough usually. Yeah. Um, how do you feel about this? Because Metro has always been that weird like game that nobody played, but it's a dollar. Everybody has. Yeah. yeah. So I did play Metro Exodus. Uh, at least for a while, probably about 10 hours. Um, I did not like it. Uh, Exodus, rather. Um, the graphics were pretty good. I like what it tries to do, but the writing was so bad and the voice acting was so yeah. bad that it made the game almost annoying and it made it like a feel more like a parody of itself. Like it was making fun of a Russian you know, type world. I was going to say, sometimes I feel like those voice actors aren't Russian and they just get like... Do do your best Russian yes. like that. It's like it's exactly. okay, ugh, this is scary. Yeah, I'm so, offended. I don't know enough about the Metro series. Like, were the other games based off books he wrote? Like, or did they just take the um, license and kind of go with it? A little bit of both. Like, Last okay. Light wasn't based on because the the novels are like Metro twenty thirty four, then mm-hmm. Metro twenty thirty five, and uh, I was reading that Last Light wasn't really based on the novel that would line up with that. I think the first one was though. Uh, and then Exodus is partially based on it or something. He basically, he took the book and tied it into the game after the game was made. So it's kind of confusing as to how tied in it is, but there is some links there, I guess. Um, sorry. I I guess what I would say is if, if he's a good writer, which I haven't read any of the books, I don't know. But if he's a good enough writer to have this many books out, which you got to be at least okay, um, I would have more confidence in it, and I would be—I would have more faith in it that he would have a stronger grip hold, saying like, "Hey, if we're bringing him in to help us write this thing, we're going to do it right." And if he's writing dialogue in a good way and actually controlling like how it's being presented, then maybe he could make the series better. But like you said, after three games, are people really going to come around now and be like, "Oh, hey, it's good." good now guys after four games like that's yeah well i mean this kind of i never really thought about it this way but before but metro kind of reminds me a little bit of the witcher because the witcher was also kind of janky at first especially the first one yeah and then like it slowly got better it's it's uh polish if i remember so it's not an american game and it's sort of the same thing here where it's slightly different but it worked out for the Witcher because it felt different. Yeah. Yeah. And, I get if it's done right, I guess, but yeah, it's, it's an yeah. interesting move. It's a bold move. Cotton. <laughs> it is a bold move. Let's see how this plays out. Mm. I'm sure. I mean, this game is probably two or three years away from being released anyway. Oh God. Yeah. yeah. 
But uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens. And the good news is by then we'll barely even remember what Metro Exodus was about. So that's true. It'll be time for another Metro game, I guess. There you go. Somebody will be hyped for it and it'll be on Game Pass. So I'll probably get to play it for free. So <laughs> true enough. It's my humble bundle. Um, last story. I saved it for last because Donnie loves when I talk about these things because he still doesn't understand the relevance in the world. Dr. <laughs> Disrespect knows how much Mixer paid Ninja to leave Twitch. But is he is he telling, though? He's not given the number, but he says it wasn't enough. Oh. So Dr. Disrespect took to Twitch on Wednesday to provide some commentary and his thoughts about Fortnite streamer Tyler Ninja Blevins' decision to jump to Mixer. He claims he knows how much the service paid Ninja to make the jump. Uh, in the stream, he takes aim at Ninja's decision, claiming that the popular streamer made the wrong move. He gets visibly worked up in the video and says he knows the number, referencing the amount Ninja paid him to move to the platform, although he does not provide it. One of the viewers even asked him in the stream to calm down. Wow. When it comes to the, t- the subscriber count, though, Dr. Disrespect now sits at the top spot on Twitch now that Ninja has left. In the stream, he refers to himself as number one and talks about having enough connections <laughs> to know exactly how much Ninja paid uh, Ma- Mixer paid Ninja for the exclusivity. Um, according to him, he got a bad deal. He points to Twitch as the place that viewerships, sponsorships, and campaigns start, and Mixer, by comparison, doesn't have anything else to offer the viewers besides Ninja, which is kind of true if somebody's looking for a value add in Mixer. I can I can see that. Mm-hmm. Um According to Doc, the next most viewed channel on Mixer is a radio station. That is 100% sure I can vouch for that because every time you go on Mixer, you see that's what it is. Um, last week, though, he said in a stream that he would accept a similar deal if Mixer offered it to him. So there's a lot of people calling him a, a hypocrite saying, like, well, it's not enough. But here's here's the thing, and I'm, I'm going to come to Dr. Disrespect's defense here a little bit. Oh, the Doc does not make anywhere near the money that Ninja does. So if if it was a bad deal for Ninja, it could be the best deal that the doc has ever faced. So, you know, you got to look at it that way. Um, you know, Ninja has Red Bull sponsoring him. Like he has all this other stuff going on that he makes a lot of money from. Um, so he could probably take a hit to help build the brand or have faith in Xbox. I mean, we remember he was originally a, Halo, a pro Halo player. So he's going back, you know, in air quotes home. If he has some sort of input or influence on how that face of Xbox goes on, like, is it going to be Phil Spencer and Ninja we're talking about? Like, it's a given that I would take Ninja's at next E3, you know, on Microsoft's main stage. Like, I just see this stuff happening that you could take a pay hit if you're going to be that branding going forward. That gives him more opportunities for sponsorships. Like, well, it's the guy who's the face of Xbox, you know, kind of deal. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. with it. It, it, it. Apparently, the number is not as high as we all thought it was when we were talking about it. Here's the problem with Dr. Disrespect even getting a, to me, getting a mm-hmm. deal f- f- with Mixer. He's too much of a, a loose cannon and a maverick. And so I don't under, like Microsoft, they don't know what they're getting, I would imagine. Now, I've never seen Dr. Disrespect in any of his shows, but I do kind of know a shtick. And because of that, they're essentially buying Borat, you know, or something like that. And so. Sure. Yeah. That's a little scary. Like, do you want, you know, look at. Just to give it some sort of equivalent, if Sony owned a streaming platform, would they really want to buy Dr. Disrespect and have that be the face of Sony? You know what I mean? Like, I don't see that happening. However, if they get in a comfortable position where Mixer is starting to gain traction and they're just looking for entertainers to come Uh over, that's the space I see him in. Yeah, I I agree. Not a face of Microsoft, so to speak. I agree. He, he, you know, he's very much a pro wrestler 
<laughs> streaming a game. Like that's that's what he comes out like. It's a total gimmick. He, you know, refers to himself in third person. He takes um he takes phone calls in the middle of a stream from sponsors, but he takes it on his flip phone. He doesn't use smartphones. <laughs> Um, you know, in his streams, he's driving a Lamborghini, like all this kind of ridiculous stuff. That's what he does. Like he he is an entertainer. Ninja just plays the game. It's just him. He doesn't do special effects. He doesn't do all that stuff. But Doc is all about the production. He He's the WWE of of uh, streaming and, and right. esports. So yeah. he's he's picked up like Call of Duty will sponsor him and fly him out to an event. And they, they put him on the mic to hear the kind of ridiculous trash talking he's going to say and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. that, that works. But you're right. As a brand ambassador, I feel like he's more suited to like brand for a game than he would be for a a company yeah he should be uh the face of the new saints row game they're making right like yeah that would be <laughs> see that that would be perfect um but yeah it's 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 a weird thing so yeah apparently i mean bottom line is apparently the ninja deal isn't as big as as we all think it is and honestly yeah. i believe him because his connections and his friends with streamers like they all talk to show they all you know do stuff and, and work together and do things so yeah. i i believe he knows that number um, and I wouldn't be surprised if it wasn't as high as we were thinking, but it's because Ninja has something in his back pocket to know that he's building up for something else. That's that's what I was just going to say. Then why why would he take it? That's the question. And so I guess that will be revealed in due time. Only time will tell. But yes, yes. That's all I got. You got anything else, Lucas? Uh, No, not really. I mean, that's pretty much everything. I feel like I feel like it was kind of a slow news week from what I could see. It was, it was a little bit. There's there's a couple game announcements, um, you know, things of that nature. New Shantae game too, I guess, is coming. We really mentioned that, but I'm sure Nintendo Chat covered it because Carol probably screamed about it. Uh, but Shantae, <laughs> Shantae games are really good though. I, I will give that to 100. Like all joking aside, I really enjoy those games. Uh, they're excellent retro style platformers. Um, but yeah, it's just like a lot of little indie game announcements. Hat in Time is coming to Nintendo Switch finally. Yeah, I uh, saw that. Little things like that, but not anything like no blockbuster news. We're in that that lull i think until we hit the fall when the games start dropping and there's more controversy november yep november but yes all right so what do you say we get out of here sounds good all right where can people find you and all the other shenanigans you're up to uh well you know i hang out like a bad habit in the discord channels uh kind of going between psvg and flux to pose the other show in which is my first home this is my second home I have two houses because I'm rich like that. Or you, but only, out, or you get kicked out of your house and you have to go sleep on somebody else's couch. I mean, really, of... you're right. It's really just two friends' houses that I stay in, <laughs> <laughs> metaphorically speaking. Um, but yeah, so I do I do that show. And we, I mean, if you think I'm silly here, you should go check that out because it gets even worse. Uh-huh. And uh, I'm on uh, Twitter every once in a while, too. I'll, I'll respond to you if you at me at uh, heavy metal underscore riff. With F's, not a PH. That would be weird. Are you telling people to not don't at you? Don't not, don't not not at me. Okay. Please. I think I follow. All right. Um, You can find me specifically at PSVG Kevin on Twitter. You can follow the show or the entire network at PSVG. Um, You can head over to PSVG.blog to find all of the links to everything that we do, all the different shows, all the subscribing feeds, uh, all the, uh, the Discord link, all that good stuff is all right there at your fingertips. So... Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Thank you for hopefully telling a friend. We hope you enjoyed this week's show, and we'll talk to you next week. But as always, remember that we will never stop gaming. This has been a PSVG production.
Any music, sound effects, or the like is owned by their respective copyright holders. No infringement is intended. The views expressed in this production are those of the individual contributor and may not necessarily reflect PSVG. This production may not be repurposed, reused, or redistributed without the express written consent of PSVG. PSVG is powered by patrons at patreon.com PSVG. Become a patron to get special perks, including access to exclusive content.